0: Welcome to an exciting new segment on Collie Community Radio. This is the first episode of a new series called Collie Just Transition, where we find out what's happening at the coal face of our town's diversification to create new opportunities for our community to flourish well beyond the life of the coal industry. Collie Community Radio is working in partnership with the WA Government to bring you a new episode every six weeks with all the latest information. In each episode, we'll have a different member of the Just Transition Working Group speaking about their involvement in the group in the wider Collie community and beyond. So what is Just Transition, you might be asking? Well, we'll find out very soon from today's guest, who I'll introduce you to in just a moment. And we'll also have a regular voice to join me each episode and that is long-time Collie local John Carney, who you might remember from his former days of working on the mines as an electrician and as a union delegate. Well, he's now in the Department of the Premier and Cabinet's Collie Delivery Unit. Premier Mark McGowan established the unit a couple of years ago now to oversee the WA Government's commitments to Collie.
1: Yeah, thanks, Nola. And we really want the listeners to be part of this program too. So if you're listening at home or at work, out there in the coalface, and you want to know a bit more about Just Transition and the process that may affect you, you can submit your questions on our website, wa.gov.au forward slash And I will certainly do my best to find the answers for you at the next episode.
0: And that website address again, that's wa.gov.au forward slash all one word or lowercase. And there are no doubt a lot of questions to be answered. But first, my guest today is member for Collie Preston, Jodie Hans. Jodie, thank you for joining me.
2: Thanks very much, Nola, and thank you for having me. As a long-time listener of the Collie radio station, I'm very honoured to be here contributing to the first episode of the Collie Just Transition program alongside John Carney.
0: Thanks for that, Jodie. Now, firstly, can you give us an overview What is Just Transition?
2: So Just Transition is exactly as it sounds. It's a just or fair transition. It's an internationally recognised framework for supporting impacted workers and communities in a transition away from emissions-intensive industries like coal. Uh, The concept actually came out of the Paris Climate Agreement and recognises that working together um, within regions can improve outcomes for impacted communities and workers when that transition happens. The approach recognises that the energy transitions are actually about people. It's the people who work and live in the communities and are affected by the decisions made and about the people who make the decisions. Collie's Just Transition Working Group includes representatives from key WA government departments and agencies. Uh, The Collie Shire also sits on that group, major employers, the unions, Training organisations, so the Collie TAFE is very involved in this process, and of course, the community members who are all working together to make sure that the workers of Collie are looked after and are at the heart of every decision made around this process. And to add to that, the WA Government's committed to supporting the significant economic structural transition and has committed to a just transition for Collie, which is excellent news for the workers and people who own businesses and and, uh, obviously homes in the area. You might remember that Premier Mark McGowan came down to Collie in December last year to release the just transition plan, and that is now being implemented um, through that group.
0: So it's just in the form of just as in justice and being fair to everybody, not, oh, well, we're stuck with it and there's nothing else we can do which people might wonder if that's the meaning, but okay. Anyone in Collie would notice that there's been a lot of money spent around town in recent years, but are there any new industries in Collie now as a direct result of this work?
2: So since 2017, the McGowan government's committed $100 million to drive economic diversification and to bring new projects and create new jobs in the Collie region. So this includes my recent budget announcement of an extra $20 million for the Collie Industry Attraction and Development Fund, which will certainly help support new industries to Collie. And attracting new industries to Collie is a key part of the plan. Obviously as coal, you know, over time changes in terms of the mix of energy around Western Australia, we'll become less reliant on the coal and more reliant on uh, renewable industries. So for Collie in itself, it means that we need to be able to make sure that there are other options for workers within the community. And the Industry Attraction Fund so far has has funded some really significant projects. So I'll list a few of them just in case the listeners aren't aware, but some of them have been featured recently in the Collie River Valley Bulletin as well. So uh, a couple of weeks ago we opened the new DFES facility, so Fire and Emergency Services Facility up in the Light Industrial area. That was a $13 million project. And that's attracted significant interest within the Collie area, again, creating some new opportunities for for workers. There's also a manufacturing facility across the road for emergency vehicles, and that's expected to be fully operational by next year. And there was a new DMERS licensing facility established in the old uh, Commonwealth Bank building which opened last year and that actually created 11 local jobs. So those licences are processed and issued right here in Collie. Westrack's Autonomous Vehicle Training Centre also opened last year and International Graphite, which is a micronising and graphite foil manufacturing facility, which is currently in progress. There's been also some media about Canaponic's, which is a medicinal cannabis facility that's currently under construction. Uh, Renergy is another project where they're building a commercial scale demonstration plant that'll actually use municipal waste, so Shire waste from the Shire of Collie, and convert that into bio oil and biochar for use in agriculture. The Collie Creek project is also looking at researching converting fly ash from the power stations um, from the coal industry and converting that into a low carbon sustainable concrete project. That project in itself has its own website so if people are really interested in finding out some more information uh, uh, visit the Collie Crete website. Uh, the National Trust of Australia is also looking at remediation and conservation works at the Roundhouse where there may be the opportunity for development and the people who are involved in that have been involved in the, um, the redevelopment of the old Catanning, the Premier Mills uh, in Catanning and have converted that into a hospitality and tourism Uh, operation. Uh, The Collie Ridge Motel is also being expanded and the Collie Adventure Trails. I don't think you can drive down the main street without seeing mountain bikes everywhere at the moment and that's added significantly to uh, tourism and to opportunities within Collie. John probably Mick's favourite uh, project was Lake Kepwari and again that's been an outstanding success uh, in leading water-based recreation in this, this area. And nobody can really ignore the mural trail project, certainly the biggest dam mural in the world, according to the Premier. And that's out at Wellington Dam, obviously, but then the trail of about 40 murals back into Collie has certainly, you know, uh, shown us some very good interest from visitors and and locals uh, to Collie. And probably finally to the upgrades around Throstle Street with the facades, so restoring some of those heritage verandas and certainly the second storey veranda to the collie fields. It's a, a huge boost to those buildings and certainly to the interest that's been shown by locals and um, visitors to the town.
0: Well, as someone who's been involved in the Collie Tidy Towns Committee for Many years. All of that is very good news to my ears because of the sustainability aspect that's in there. And uh, I think for any of us that care for the future of the planet, that's, we've, we've got to have our minds fixed on that. Uh, that sounds like good achievements so far, but are there any really big industries coming to directly replace coal? Because that's 1,200 jobs.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge, Nola, for, for certain. And I think achieving a wide range of new industries is better than attracting one big new industry. I mean, we won't argue if if there is one that comes along, will we, John? But certainly it diversifies the risk of potentially moving into another big industry and then that, you know, transitions in the decades to come. So it really is about diversifying the risk of the same thing happening again in another couple of uh, decades. And I think the thing to mention here is that Collie people are a resilient bunch. Obviously, we're working smart for our future and for opportunities for our young people within the town as well. Um, Recently, I think it was the end of October, the government released the Collie Industry Prospectus, which is a document that actually outlines and demonstrates Collie's potential. Uh, Highlights Collie's achievements, so all of those things we've talked about today, and outlines the opportunities for new industries to set up in Collie. Uh, Collie's a pretty well-established industrial hub and we have really good infrastructure um, and lots of land around skilled and agile workforce, particularly manufacturing um, industry. And we've also got a supportive political and business climate to operate in. So all, the, all of those things are good factors when you're looking to attract new businesses and new industries to Collie. So I think a lot of the opportunities here are in the energy sector, uh, particularly being in the forefront of the clean energy industries like battery development as an example, mineral processing, which is the um, energy intensive industry and we have lots of power here in Collie, manufacturing and primary industries and agribusiness, so the investment prospectus obviously will give people the opportunity to see what we have here. And we're going to in, um, be marketing that across Australia and around the world. And obviously when the international borders open up, certainly um, you know expect a lot of interest in what's going on here in Collie from an investment and a, and a visitor perspective. And moving on to tourism, it does play a, a part in the mix of where we where to from here for Collie. And it was seen as a easily achievable opportunity to generate interest in Collie. And I think we can say that's been incredibly successful um, but what it does is it shows people that Collie is not just a place to visit, but it's a desirable place to live and to work. And I think, you know, the thing where my office is, it's right next door to the real estate agent and the number of sold stickers on, you know, houses within the Collie area is um, something that I've never seen in the 16 years I've lived here. So um, we're doing something right and and that's really important. And obviously, if we can intre- increase the number of visitors to Collie, Um, who come for a coffee, uh, visit the murals, then they're potentially staying overnight and supporting our local um, hospitality sector, which is also a fantastic thing for the town. And the more industries we've got here and the more people come and spend money in the town, the better it is for our community and for our families here.
0: So, Joe, if we attract people uh, to visit here, if it's more than a day visit just for a couple of hours, if they want to stay a few days, as uh, we hope they will, and spend some money here, we're rather limited for accommodation at the moment. Is there uh, any prospect of increasing accommodation in the near future?
2: Yeah, Nola, and I'll start by saying that I get asked that question a lot and I'll also answer the question by saying to you that I think it's a good problem to have. With the very much increased number of visitors to Collie, uh, accommodation is tight. And um, I think that's a good problem to have at this point in time. Uh, Having said that, in answer to your question, we do have a good mix of accommodation, but certainly there's scope for more, and I'll talk about that um, when I I answer that for you. So in terms of the mix of accommodation, we have got some fantastic opportunities for camping. So Lake Kep obviously stages one and two uh, will be very much online. Um, Stage one's open and stage two close to opening. the wellington national park where there's lots of opportunities for camping and things like that around potter's gorge and those areas there's a a few people who have got chalets as self-contained accommodation uh, that are building on their properties and encouraging um, visitors to stay in in those um, that setting Uh, the collie ridge motel was successful in a grant from the state government which is allowing them to expand their um, tourist offerings, certainly in terms of accommodation, but also resort facilities at the Colly Ridge Motel. And the, the actual project is looking at uh, stage one and two is 65 jobs in construction and 10 full-time jobs ongoing out of that Colly Ridge Motel expansion, which is fantastic numbers when you're talking around employment, but also then adding to the mix of accommodation in the area.
0: Do you have and an idea of um, how many beds that involves? Or 65 jobs is wonderful. Uh, I've, I thought for a while you were going to say there were 65 new beds.
2: <laughs> so Stage 1, um, which was funded by the uh, Collie Ridge themselves, that created 27 rooms, additional rooms of accommodation. So, And Stage 2 has got extra rooms of accommodation uh, plus the resort facilities. So it's certainly an expansion on where they're at at the moment. Um, but I think it probably highlights the fact that there is a huge potential for investment in this area. So if anyone's looking to establish a small business um, uh, in terms of chalets or some form of uh, a group accommodation and that sort of thing, we do have the small grants that are available through the Collie Futures um, Economic Advisory Group. So uh, probably John Carney is the best person to contact, or the Southwest Development Commission in relation to people who are looking to invest in funding for any business idea uh, that creates jobs for people in Collie.
0: Thanks for that, Jodie. I sprung you on that a bit, but um, I think it's an important question and an important part of the process. Um, So thank you, Jodie. And now, John, you've been part of the Just Transition process from the beginning. Can you talk us through that process?
1: Yeah, thanks, Nola. Yeah, priority of the Just Transition Working Group <coughs> last year, uh, along with government agencies, um, their plan was to work together to to develop that plan. And um, happy to say that we uh, we met the deadline and was actually endorsed uh, and announced in Collie by Premier Mark McGowan uh, December last year, which was uh, a great um, outcome for all concerned. On top, um, so once the plan was developed. That we actually there was a formulation of um, there was a heap of principles, but the group focused on four key key areas in that plan. Um, one was maximising opportunities for affected workers, which actually focuses on training and workforce development for future industries. The other one, which is critical, is um, diversifying the local economy, and again focus on attracting investment in industry, including expanding and growing our current tourism (coughs) industry uh the third one which is going to be a big year next year by the way is um celebrating Collie's history and promoting its future i think the group felt very important with the transition everything not not to forget what's happened in the past and what collie could look like in the future um and the fourth but certainly not the last is uh committing to a just transition so that's um ensuring there's an ongoing commitment to the Just Transition process and communicating its uh, achievements to the broader community. That's probably the start of this radio segment and uh, thanks for inviting us in. Um, With those four priority subgroups, um, we meet outside of the main, so effectively the the main Just Transition working group on, on, on par meets every six weeks. And then in between those six-week meetings, there's uh, each of the four groups I just uh, mentioned have leads and, a maker and that group is made up of members of the main Just Transition group. And that, the role of that, those subgroups is to actually work on agreed actions that's been identified for the year 2021. 20, and uh, we are currently just reviewing those those actions, ones that have been completed and then ones that may carry over into next year and also any other potential actions that we think would be relevant going forward in 2021. On top of obviously the group meeting and whatever, we do have invited guests, some potential businesses and that come and present. We've had UWA researchers come and present. We've also obviously have our a local member come, come along and find out exactly what's happening and gets gets quizzed a bit. And also, bad ministers come as well, especially around, and I think it's been touched on before, but the industry prospectus, which is critical to Collie, you know that's going to go uh, not only Australia-wide but worldwide to try and attract um, potential businesses to Collie. So all what's happening is actually this radio segment is just... An extension of that to the wider community and we, what we're aiming to do is keep those the community and the workforce informed we will be also posting regular updates on our new website wa.gov.au forward slash college transition and we have a section on the website where we would hope and invite the community to submit their questions so I'd encourage all of your listeners Nala, to ask away And um, with that, we actually do have a couple of questions there today that's been raised previously. Um, Uh,
0: Before we jump into those questions, can I just make the point that while Just Transition, of course, is looking to the future, we do have quite a substantial portion of our community who are older people who may not be uh, comfortable going online. Is there a way that someone who doesn't have a, a computer and isn't computer literate can get the questions through to the Just Transition Committee.
1: Uh, yeah, always willing to help, and I'm probably in that age bracket. Uh, maybe this job's teaching me a bit. But, um, yeah, look, if people would like to make their way up to our Collie office, we're there Monday to Friday. If and I'm that's there,
0: at the uh, old Collie post, post office. office?
1: Yep. If someone just wants to put a couple of notes together or whatever, more than happy to take that. As long as people appreciate might be able to answer it, at that time but we'll certainly endeavour to get an answer back for the next segment so yeah more than welcome to drop it up to the delivery unit office
0: Thanks for that John so one question that's often raised about money spent on tourism projects is where are the industry jobs because um, you know, tourism is lovely and, and we like to see that people coming here enjoy our town as much as we like it and enjoy it but what about the industry jobs because that's 1,200 jobs to replace and that's quite a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, Nola, well, as mentioned before, I'm, uh, my work, working background is in the coal industry as an electrician, certainly not into tourism for sure, So, and I'm probably one of many people very mindful of the amount of jobs that we need to find into the future, but uh, I think the understanding I've got uh, as things progress is tourism is really one piece of the puzzle and it does support other businesses in town, I think people have witnessed and currently experiencing that the tourism side is also making up making Collie a desir- desirable place to live mm. as well as visit which will hopefully attract investors into town and those investors hopefully will set up and actually stay in Collie because of the facilities that, that are um, on currently on offer and one I think a point that I would like to see is we've got the existing Collie people and the existing workforce so With the tourism attractions, hopefully that will entice people to stay and not probably – and everyone's entitled to leave, don't get me wrong – but we've always competed with the coast, with the beach, but with what's happening around town now, it certainly is a a far, far better place to work and live and stay.
0: I think with uh, people coming in with fresh eyes and quite a number of the visitors uh, that I've encountered at the museum – say oh it's the first time i've been to collie when somebody comes from outside they look at things with fresh eyes and maybe the comments that we're getting from those visitors about wow isn't collie a wonderful place isn't it beautiful aren't the forests beautiful look at the river aren't you lucky that it's making the townspeople look again for themselves and start to appreciate how lucky we are to live here
1: yeah i fully uh, support those comments um and, yeah, look, between a combination of the money that the state government has put into Collie and the general effort from local businesses trying to, to lift, you know, to accommodate those tourism or the extra clientele that they're being put on, um, yeah, it's been a big a big effort from everyone and hopefully we can continue that. Because the other, the other factor, which a lot of people, probably like myself, we are trying to find... Jobs and and diversify the economy, but at the same time, I think I'll I'll see my days out in Collie, and whilst I do, naturally we want the facilities around town, you know the hospital services and and all the facilities to maintain and grow. So in time, we want all those services to be here. So that's all a secondary part to making Collie viable.
0: Do you think we should advertise the fact that we don't have sharks in the river? <laughs> so it's a safe place to swim.
2: No, look, can I just add, it's really interesting, John. I was out at the Collie Races uh, a couple of weeks ago um, for the Collie Race Day and I managed to bump into a man as we were standing there ordering a drink and he was down from Perth and he'd never been to Collie or the races before and he, I asked him what he was doing in town and he said, oh, I've heard so much about Collie, I've come down to check it out for myself and see what opportunities there are for me to establish a business down here. So it is certainly working, and the word is getting out. Absolutely,
0: John. What projects are on the horizon for tradespeople?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks again, Nola. Yeah, through the Collie Industry Attraction Fund and the proactive work of various government departments, there are several new businesses that have committed to set up in Collie. Jody did mention a few before, so I won't I won't repeat those. They're established, and a lot of the projects so far created some construction work for the local businesses who've won those contracts. One that's currently just setting up in town and a la- one of the latest announcements is International Graphite, which is a new graphite processing plant to cre- create ongoing local manufacturing jobs. And canaponics, which I'd say a lot of people have heard of at the moment, but that's well underway construction out there on Pivenini Road, which is going to have a nice greenhouse and a l- laboratory set up. Which With that, there is still a lot of lot more work going on behind the scenes uh, trust me uh, the government and the agencies are very committed to Collie but uh, just can't yet be announced because of commercial in confidence so I'm hoping in the future we'll be able to expand on the list and the potential proponents and make some more announcements
0: yes well respecting the commercial confidence you know, we can't talk about this because it's still in formation or things are still getting lined up ready to go but sometimes it feels as if we in the community don't get informed about what's happening in that space.
1: Yeah, f- fair comment, um, Nola, but the, the WA government is committed to attracting ongoing industry to town and government departments such as Jetsi, which is um, not a great fan of acronyms, to be honest, but Jobs, Tourism, Science and Innovation, they've actually got a dedicated work uh, team working on battery development, which most people would have heard of, Admittedly it's uh, statewide, but at the same time JETSE's people are keeping a close eye on any opportunities that potentially could come come to Collie. And along with their counterpart, well, the other agency, um, Jetsy and Southwest Development Commission, their role and where the Collie Delivery Unit is sort of in partnership with um, as a team effort with Southwest Development Commission, we're all working proactively to try and attract other industries into town
0: yes, i was I was fascinated with the graphite um, industry because the only information that I had about graphite was that's what was in our pencils when we were at primary school, and I couldn't imagine that there was going to be a boom in the use of pencils. So the gentleman that I was talking to said that they're linked to lithium batteries and essential in, in that and of course lithium batteries are the thing of the future, we're told, so mm. uh, that shows that Collie's going to play its part in that as well.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, Niall, is look. while it's not publicly visible, there is a lot of work going on behind the scenes across all these government agencies and departments to attract new industries. These agencies are not just are looking Australia-wide, locally and obviously internationally, which I touched on before. The WA government is committed to Collie, and that's by creating the Collie Delivery Unit, which uh, is to oversee and coordinate this work. So as I've mentioned before, I'm looking forward to bring as much information as possible, a bit on your comment that people don't think things are happening. Uh, I'll be only too keen to, to be part of some announcements. But I think uh, one thing, there's a, there's a balance, uh, Nola, that we don't want the rumour mill out there and then get the expectations up that a certain business is coming and then for whatever reason that it doesn't happen and there's big disappointment in town. So as much as we appreciate people wanting to know stuff, when when the contract's signed and we know they've got them, um, that'll be far more beneficial to town and, and get that confidence back up and running.
0: Right, can I just bring Jodie yeah. in again for a moment then? Because Jodie, you had a lot of involvement at the high school with preparing young people for their job futures. And is that being part of this Just Transition? Are there moves afoot at the high school to ensure that the young people of the town who are our future are going to be part of this just transition?
2: Yeah, good question, Nola. So um, basically, yeah, you're right, my role at the high school was uh, involved very heavily in getting young people into opportunities for jobs and future training. It's really a pleasure that the state government also around education and training has announced some significant supports for schools right across WA but certainly Collie Senior High School will be getting its fair share of support. There's a Cert to autonomous operations uh, program which will be running out of the high school next year. That's a three-year pilot program in conjunction with West Track um, so that's a fantastic opportunity for young people to be skilled in jobs of the future and skills for the future. But um, coming back to the investment around the Department of Education and Training, Minister Ellery announced earlier this year that Collie Senior High School will be receiving a career practitioner as part of a rollout of career practitioners across schools in WA. So that person will be involved in, it'll be a non-teaching role and that person's job is to go and make links with industry, set up programs for students to get out, uh, a a point of difference to a workplace or a work experience program which a lot of listeners would be familiar with. But going out to industry, finding out about the jobs, taking those students out on on excursions to very different industries um, and probably industries of the future. So that initiative has been very widely received I think another one, another school that received that funding was Eton Community College and I think Bunbury Senior High School in our immediate local region also received that funding. So that's incredible across the region that students can see, can see the opportunities within that career practitioner role and they'll also be introducing, so a lot of uh, people you know, you get to Year 10 and you choose subjects about what you want to do for the rest of your life, which can be a pretty daunting experience for some people. But the Year 9 TASTER program is also being implemented at the start of next year and introduced to Year 9 students who are traditionally... 14 years of age to go out and try different trades and jobs and see what they're involve, involved before they, before they get to the point where they have to make some course selections and subject selections and, and they can experience what those jobs might look like before they think they might want to be an electrician or, or a plumber mm. and find out what those jobs actually entail. So it's a fantastic support from the state government for young people in investing in, in jobs and training for their future.
1: Yeah, and if I'd just like to add to that, uh, Nola, um, part of the um, the plans of, of this segment, and that everything, is to get guest guest speakers. Um, when I say guest speakers, members of the Just Transition Group, to to we've got going to have them scheduled in, and obviously training, the Department of Training is a very important one, and uh, we've got them earmarked. So at one of the segments they'll be able to expand on, Jody and the courses that they're offering, and. There's a lot happening in that space between South Regional TAFE, the Jobs and School Centre and obviously the College Senior High School. It's, even though it might appear that we're focusing on existing workforce and, yeah, existing workforce, um, our up-and-coming students um, in, in the community are extremely um, critical to us that we'd like to see them educated even if they go away and come back to some of these jobs and industries we're talking about. So it's certainly on... The just Transitions radar. But I'll leave that to the Department of Training.
0: Well, that's good to hear. I know from um, my own experience with my own children that work experience can help you sort out what you want to do in your future. Often it tells you what you don't want to do. You know, you might think, oh, I'd like to do that job and a couple of jobs that they tried and they came home and said, oh, well, that's it. I, I don't, don't want to do that. So I think that can be very valuable for the young people. Keep an eye out in coming weeks, actually, you know, for radio, I should be saying keep an ear out in the coming weeks, because we're going to be seeking community input for ideas for how to celebrate Collie's 125 year anniversary, which is next December, December of 2022. And there'll be online forms on the website, on the Collie Hub and at Reuben's Newsagent. And I'm sure that you could probably drop in your forms or if you want a hard copy, you might be able to print some off at the library because they're very accommodating there or drop into the office at the old post office. And that's the old post office in Thrussell Street, uh, not the new post office over the other side of the line. So thank you very much everybody for joining me in the studio today and we look forward to continuing this as Colly transitions and um, just reading the submissions to the recent hearing of Select Committee of the House of Representatives where Greg Bussin made uh, quite a firm statement that he's convinced that Collie has got time to do this and the coal mining is not going to stop tomorrow. There will be a Gradual transition, and everybody will be able to um, partake in that fairly and justly. So, thank you very much, John and Jodie. Thank and you, we look forward to our next edition.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yep, yeah, no worries. Catch you.